Hello, everybody, and uh, welcome back to the channel to the latest episode of uh, the High Ground Podcast. I lost my StreamYard window, but okay, there we go. And yeah, today we are going to be talking about uh, Legends and diving deep because uh, if you guys follow me on TikTok, you'll know that I've been on a Legends kick lately, so I'm excited. I have an awesome group of people to talk to. And yeah, let's go ahead and get into it. Um, right here on the high ground. All right. Uh, <laughs> how's everyone doing? Hello there. Hello. And I say, hey, Come on, to, Choco, uh, you know the appropriate response is General Kenobi. <laughs> you're you're absolutely right. You're, you're ab well, sometimes I like to say, hello, come here, my little friend. Um, but, you know, the, the old school hello there from A New Hope. Uh, I was just checking out to see who I got in the chat. So I just wanted to shout out to Carter, uh, Car2D2 here, Ace Bronx is in the chat, uh, Harith Productions. Uh, Star Wars MCU OG, DePaul, and uh, Rashik. Hello, and welcome. Yeah, we're going to dive into Legends and have a blast. But first, I want to go around and introduce everyone here. And today, we are going to start with, uh, let me see here. Yeah, so who are you? Uh, where can we find you and your stuff? And... Uh, if you are a Padawan or a Sith Apprentice or a new bounty hunter, whatever you want, you can have any mentor in the Star Wars universe. Um, who are you going to pick and and why? And I'm going to go to um, Ooh, Twisty Rose first. Oh, sorry, you are, you're muted right now. Uh, sorry. No worries. <laughs> Um, I'm Christy. You can find me on TikTok as Twin Sun. I cosplay Jana Solo. Um, if I was anyone, I think I want Mar Jade. I feel like okay. she would kick my ass into shape, and I need that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, absolutely. Awesome. Um, and then how about you? Uh, well, according to the Sokovian, or how do you want me to refer to you on uh, on the podcast? And you're also muted. Uh, you can call me uh, Krim or Sokovian, okay. which one, whichever one is rolls off the tongue more conveniently for you. Um, I would have to say that my ideals align much closer to the Mandalorian creed of Rezulnari than it would be to anything else. So I'd have to say that I would want to be taken under training by the Mandalorian uh, cast. Warriors, uh, the warrior culture there is absolutely what I would need to be kicked into shape, as Twisty said. So that would definitely be my pick. Awesome. Well, is there any any particular Mandalorian, or just just as long as you're part of the creed? <laughs> well, I don't think that I would be 
up, I don't think it would be up to me to pick my trainer according to the culture. Um, they would watch the trials, and they would. It's based, It's similar to how the uh, Jedi have picked their padawans. They watch them kind of like interacting, and then um, you know, typically it's based on what clan you're a part of. You know, uh, you can be adopted in the Mandalorian culture, so it would probably be according to whatever clan I came across that if they saw saw anything redeemable in me that they would want to bring out then they would make the choice whether to offer me a, a place in their in their clan awesome Question. i love it then quickly crim if it is there a particular era within the mandalorian history that you would prefer since technically you're right because you, you can't pick the uh, your trainer but is there a particular era you would like to be a mandalorian in that's actually a really interesting question. Um, I've actually never really considered that. I would have to say that definitely not the Crusades. They were a bit too... I don't know. I, I mean, I like combat as much as the next guy, but with the aggressive expansionism, it's just, it sounds a little stressful. <laughs> so I would have to say probably... Um, around the time of Jaster Muriel. I would want Jaster Muriel to take me in. The mentor okay. of Jango Fett. Yeah, so we're talking open seasons, Jaster Muriel, not Absolutely. 1993 when that was Boba Fett's name. <laughs> no, no. Either Jaster Muriel uh, from open seasons as Jango Fett's mentor, uh, which would be pre-Phantom Menace, or I would have to say Boba Fett post-PJ in Legends. And there is precedent oh. for that because he takes Murtagev under his wing as his apprentice. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, also, they're very supportive of uh, whipping Jaina into, into shape a bit later in the timeline. But yeah, uh, how about you, Coop? Um, who are you? Where can we find you? And yeah, who's your mentor? Okay, awesome. Uh, first of all, yes, I'm Coop. Uh, you can find me at Certified Gumbo on all social channels. That is Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, no TikTok, though. But the, the big main three, uh, we're working on the TikTok. Uh, and then also on YouTube at Certified Gumbo. But, um, yeah, mentor. Interesting. I think I will go. I'm going to I'm gonna uh, cape for the old republic here. And I'm going to go... Um, uh, Balthalucius, Jedi Master Balthalucius. Okay, nice. For for a second, I thought you were gonna go with like Valentine Farfalla. <laughs> oh man, no, no. Uh, <laughs> I've got, I've, I've got like, you know, just I love the Old Republic as a whole in general. So I think that that time period doesn't get enough love. Uh, so I'm, I, I don't okay. know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and stay within that that realm, that area. No, no, that's 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 perfect. It's just fine. Um, I, I I will say, you know, at least for for today, um, the we do want to kind of talk more about uh, you know the post Return of the Jedi because I do have a whole separate plan for just Old Republic. I want to do a whole episode just on that. So I may have to have you back as well for that one. Um, but yeah, let's jump jump 
into it and uh, real quick i want to say thank you so much for ace bronx uh we always like to talk to the donations in terms of ramen and that's like that's a that's that's one of the big packs you know i can get get my uh fire chicken the volcano chicken and thank you also to paul uh jack brother says legends part two this isn't my first legends one episode like 17 it was a long time ago so jack brody has been around for a long time um dr gento saying hey from uh san diego which i'm currently in so that's awesome and uh element seven is make me notice that my sound sounds like it's coming from uh the wrong spot so I'll have to take a look at that when I get a chance, but I, I appreciate you, brother. Um, yeah, so I, I gotta, I gotta ask, and I guess I'll, I'll go to uh, to Krim first. What, like, what was your first? Uh, by the way, I do want this to be conversational, but I do like I'll call on someone first so that we can get the someone going, so we're not all tripping. But um, yeah, what was your first Legends book, and like, what what made you fall in love with Legends? That's actually a tough question because for most of my young adult life, I spent it uh, just nose deep in the books. And so I read so many legends, it's hard to remember exactly which one was my first. But I think that uh, the one that caught my eye initials, the court of Princess Leia, that one, that, that entire saga was so interesting to me uh, between her and Han Solo you know when they leave off at Return of the Jedi they really have this uh, connection and so when I was thinking about what I wanted to read um, I kind of saw it actually in the library and I thought to myself I'm going to pick this up because I haven't really read much in terms of Star Wars books uh, I had read a little bit of of the Clone Wars but that Karen Travis wrote, um, but I don't exactly remember too much of that at that time. It wasn't until much later that I really went back and dove into it. So I think the first one that really I went cover to cover on was the courtship of Princess Leia. Nice. No, great place to start. I especially loved, uh, I mean, I talk about all the time how the I feel like we need more factions, you know, and once we find out about like the Hapes Consortium, uh, like we do in that book, mm -hmm. and plus we get to see people riding raincores and stuff. Like, yeah, it's just dope. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Very interesting stuff. How about you, Coop? And you're, you're muted. Yeah, mute myself. Yeah. I, was, I, was, I started talking and I noticed that my mic was muted. Uh, <laughs> um, I think so. That's it. Like Krim, that is an interesting question because growing up, you know, Star Wars was just Star Wars. So um, I think, honestly, my first, if we can include comic books into this book discussion. Oh, yeah. Uh, Tales of the Jedi was my introduction into what we what is now considered Legends. Uh, but if we're sticking past episode six, um, then it was definitely Heirs to the Empire, which I read. Um, I think I was in, I was either senior in high school or in college when i read that book so this it was well after it had uh come out but mm -hmm. i'd kind of stuck with as a child in you know my younger years i, I stayed on the video games and like 
uh, in the comics because that was and, and with the old Republic stuff because uh, for me personally I was more interested in the Jedi versus Sith stuff and like I was like yo I need a hundred Jedi versus a hundred Sith and like also those stories were like what captured my attention uh, <laughs> at, for you know in my younger years but um, as I got older I started to you know dive more into the to the lore and um yeah so a lot of people were telling me about uh heir to the empire a lot of my friends and, and relatives and so that was my recommendation and definitely uh enjoyed it awesome and i got some uh representation here for the jedi apprentice series um mm. and the tour squad hey <laughs> also always got to shout out the Sorry, that was mine. Always got to shout out X-Wing, uh, who's going to be streaming on his channel a little bit later tonight. Uh, so sadly, I can't join him, but I'm going to have Squadron. him on here soon. <laughs> Dude, I'm like a... Rogue Squadron was like... I got I'm sorry, but Rogue Squadron was like the first video Star Wars video game I played on Nintendo 64. Pfft. I can't oh, tell you yeah. how many hours Nintendo I played 64, in that game. Bring oh my back, goodness bro. gracious. Dude, <laughs> what? Yeah. Oh man! So for for me, I was absolutely obsessed with um, uh, with Jedi Academy. Yeah, I, oh. I still play Jedi Academy. Yes, it, that's a good. They, it actually makes you feel like a Jedi. You get dropped on a map. You have no idea where you're supposed to go, <laughs> what you're supposed to find. You just have to figure it out. Sometimes you get disintegrated by like a random disruptor that you didn't see. Yeah, it game's rough. Um, My dad had one of those original like Nintendos, and they had the Return of the Jedi game, and you literally could not get past the Tatooine part. Like, I'm oh, pretty sure man. we played that until that thing oh. broke, and you could never beat it. <laughs> All of those Super Star Wars games were just rough. Like, they did not play nice. Man, um, we got shout out to Lucas Arts, man. Like, good God, they put out some legendary content back in the day. They had a, I mean, I can't think of a bad game that they put out, to be honest. And I might be have my rose colored glasses on as a Star Wars fan, but I can't name one bad game <laughs> that they ever released. Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, to, to you, uh, Christy, okay, so Jedi Quest and Jedi Apprentice, I remember getting those books younger. Um, but what really got me into Legends was someone gave me um, an Invincible book, the Invincible from Legacy of the Force. I'd never read that series. That's before. the last book. I know. <laughs> they didn't know that. They just knew, oh, that I like Star Wars. Um, so I read it, and I'm like, this is so cool. I have no idea what's happening. This is so, cool. <laughs> so then I was like, you know, it might be a good idea to start from the beginning. And so I think then the first one we found was like vector prime but i just remember like i'd always loved star wars so when i first got those books it's they're all i read we i think it's jedi quest they have one book and it's very rare um the only place that we could find it was in the library of congress in dc because i lived in virginia at the time so i literally had to rent the book from congress just to read it and then we just lost him Alrighty. The host has exited the building. <laughs> that was uh, That's interesting. Unexpected. Actually, I guess we can chop it up a little bit for a second. <laughs> okay, here it is. I was gonna go into post bounty hunter. You know, Goop, you you kind of you threw me off there. I I didn't even think about it, but I think that open seasons was actually the first 
between uh, you and I consumed. Uh, if we're talking mm. about comics, I was thinking strictly books for some reason. <laughs> but after playing Star Wars Bounty Hunter, that was, oh, that oh, was my the, game the, the, back um, in the day. The and then Fett, Open the Seasons Fett along thing? with it, the Dark Horse comic. The Django, the Django Fett, Fett yeah, Django oh, Fett's God, story. No. Dude, that mm-hmm. game was crazy. Yeah. It's that so game... good, bro. So good. Okay, I gotta, I gotta say, back then, though, they did the thing where the camera followed your, like, right stick, like, wherever you were looking, rather yeah. than where it's separate. And so, as much as mm-hmm. I loved those games, got car sick playing them every single time. <laughs> like, oh, no. Spyro, Spyro the Dragon. I loved that game, but I would almost throw up every time I played it. And, yeah. like, oh, my parents were like, if it makes you sick, don't game. play it. And I'm like, no, mm-hmm. man. <laughs> it's worth it. I think you'd have to push through Bounty Hunter because that one was that one was special. Well, now um, is Bounty Hunter on PC? I, I know yeah, that they yeah. uh, that they redid it. Yeah. yeah. So I when they brought them to PC, you can you can actually they're playable now <laughs> for me. Yeah, I th- I think all of the games now are technically on Steam for the most part, minus probably Galaxies, mm-hmm. but you can find Galaxies if you know where to look. Because um, I know there's some, yeah. there's some servers for Star Wars Galaxies that are like private that you can uh, play if you have like the hard copy of the game. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I always wanted uh, to play that. I never actually got the chance, though. Same, same here, same here. I did, dude, dude, underrated Star Wars experience. Like, it was almost the perfect Star Wars game. Like, when I tell you, like, you literally could make any type of character that you wanted to, and they, they just dropped you in the world, and it's like, all right, do whatever you want to do. Man, that, that game was wild, bro. It was, it was way ahead of its time. I, I'm hoping in the future for some type of, like, Star Wars No Man's Sky type type game where they just kind of dropped you in and you just just that's what that game was i'm, I'm telling you like it was crazy ahead of its time like it, you, you they just need to make 13 13 the factions yeah like they had all the factions in there you you could you know you could be like a you could be a farmer <laughs> you could be a moisture <laughs> farm. like they were every type of like uh class that was ever introduced in star wars up to that point you could pursue and like it was very hard to become a Jedi when the game first launched. Um, but I, I just don't think they knew or understood how to market that game. <laughs> um, I, I, we got uh, we have a bunch of uh, people calling in, <laughs> calling in, and I'm just I'm just loving oh, it. Four green, great to go. Call signs, dude. I'm man. I'm, uh, that was... I cut the chatter red too. <laughs> <laughs> I have a red car, and the license plate says um, "Red Two Red Five Standing By." Hey, that that's awesome! The best thing I could find. It took me like weeks to find it, but I found it. <laughs> uh, and we have some people also calling out their favorite stories. Um, no, it's it's awesome. All right, so I, I got to ask the uh, the hard the hard question now. Um, obviously, you know this is this is. Uh, I like to talk about stuff that people love and keep it a positive conversation. But I got to ask, how did you feel when you heard about um, the rebranding to Legends and that we were going to get, you know, these canon books coming out? How how did that hit you? Uh, I'll go to Coop first. 
<laughs> oh man. <laughs> well, I, I, get, I think we got Krim's answer right there. Um, I, I would. So initially, it, I was confused because at that point in time, like I was like, all right, well, George kind of already said that if he didn't shoot it or if it hadn't appeared on screen, it didn't can in any way. But then when they kind of clarified it and was like, oh, no, we're just kind of reconsolidating canon and we'll figure out how we it's possible that these stories could come back into play at some point in time. But I think for me, I was more interested in knowing what they were planning to do with the stories. Mm-hmm. Um, but it didn't it didn't really upset me all that much. Well, honestly, the old Republic stuff did upset me because, like, like I said, that's that's my jam right there. So, losing that was like ah. But I wasn't like um, the biggest fan of the content past six. Heir to the Empire, that trilogy, the Thrawn trilogy was great. Um, I wasn't a big fan of the Vong War. Uh, only mm-hmm. not not the war itself, but like the Vong as characters because. Because they're disgusting. Yeah. Oh, well, I, <laughs> I mean, them them just being almost immune to the force is like, I just could not jam with that like whole concept. I just, I felt like personally, like George would never like be okay with that. Uh, so it, it just, it didn't make, it, I don't know. I didn't, I wasn't a fan of that. And um, I kind of, I kind of like didn't like the fact that it, stayed kind of sort of within the skywalker legacy like all of the heroes were basically the next generation of skywalkers and like it didn't leave room for other characters to come from other you know walks of life and other lineages to become heroes and like with the old republic like you had such a diversity of heroes from you know all areas of of the galaxy who were uh not like legacy characters and that to me was cool because my like in my head canon i could put myself in these stories and like be a hero so like the younger me was like yeah no this this era is way cooler and you know like i said jedi and sith like running around all day like i can't can't go wrong there so um that's that's kind of sort of where that's how i felt about it yeah uh how about you christine uh i was I was pretty upset. Um, I just had grew up on this. This is what I knew to be the story afterwards. Um, but I, I do kind of understand, like, it's just a lot. Like, you can't really fit all of it into, like, three movies. So I understand, like, why they rebranded things. Um, but I could be wrong, and this goes off what Coop said. Um, I do know that while George Lucas didn't play too much of a role in Legends, they had to run certain things by him. And the reason they went with the Vong not being Force is because they had this whole thing of it being like Sith and whatever, and he said no. He said, if you're going to continue it, don't have it be another Force thing. And I could be wrong, but that's something that I've read and heard like since then. But that's where that idea came from. Also, too, it was supposed to be like Anakin Solo was the hero, and he said no too close to Anakin Skywalker. So then they killed him and made Jason the Sol- Jason the, like, turn to the dark side kind of thing. But yeah, and I still hate to admit this, but I haven't seen the new Disney Star Wars movies. I was, I'm stubborn. And I said I was never gonna watch them. But now it's like, I've said it for so long that I have to keep going. Just a pride thing. 
It's not even that I don't want to see them. It's Mine's just be that I've said that I'm not doing it, so I'm not going to do it. Hey, you know, to each their own. I mean, the way I always see it is that, um, you know, like you you vote you vote for your content with your time, with your attention, with your money. Um, I, I would much rather have someone say, "Hey, it's not. This isn't for me," or you know, I don't want to support this. Much, much rather that than I'm gonna make hours and hours of content just hating something. That's weird. <laughs> I mean, maybe one day I'll cave and just Crystal. see. But right now, I'm like, I mean, I road yeah, ride. I, I don't have the energy to Disney, and I was like, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> yeah, I I don't have the energy to dispute hate about anything. Like, if I don't like it, it I'm just not gonna give it any type of energy at all. Like, I was like, ah, don't care. Moving mm -hmm. on. Yeah, like just you know, but hey, I teach his own. Oh, hey, we, hey, that, and that's that's what I had a couple questions about. actually. Uh, yeah. So for uh, should I call you Rose or what's your name? I'm sorry. It's Christy. <laughs> Christy, okay. Um, so Christy, when you say you haven't seen any Disney Star Wars, are you referring specifically to the movies, mm -hmm. or are you more seen. like saying the entire? Because if you have yeah. Mandalorian, I just cry. Oh, <laughs> I see. I love the Mandalorian, um, and I've I've seen Clone Wars. Okay, have you seen uh, Rebels? I'm, I'm trying to start okay. into Rebels, but I just recently got into Marvel because I hadn't um, seen that before. Oh, but I had surgery, so that's I was a like, whole, <laughs> that's a whole thing. Because then I was like, I had surgery, so I was bed bound. So I was like, what can I watch this long? So I started Marvel. So Rebels has kind of been now on the back burner because I'm all like catching up on Marvel. <laughs> mm. Gotcha, gotcha. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Uh, well, if I may. Rogue One, if you haven't seen that. I've seen Rogue One and okay. Solo. All right. Yeah. Okay. So it's more the time. What did you think of those movies? Yeah. Okay. I liked them. I really. I don't know why people don't like Rogue One, but I loved Rogue One. I thought it was good. I, I don't understand the hate I actually Rogue One either. I was a huge fan of Rogue One, and it was mostly due to the massive plot holes that were contained therein. Uh, well, that's just my personal thing. I think that the obviously the film is visually great. Uh, I think that the performances are compelling, and I think that the story is interesting. I just think that there's a lot of plot holes in the writing. So that was my main critique for the film. A lot of things that while I was watching it left me scratching my head. You know, like, why would they do that? Oh, oh why is that happening? And, you know, of course, it's like, they're all going to die. You know, I saw that by the opening scroll. You know, it's like, it's a, so I, it, it's not really... Um, enjoyable for me if I'm not surprised at all by a film. Uh, if there's not really much that I can say, oh, that's really original or wow, I, I never would have thought of that. Like those are the things that really engage me. In. Um, and in the writing and just in the film itself, there wasn't anything that I didn't see coming, except for Darth Vader. I didn't expect that he show up and that's <laughs> probably the best part of the film for me. So, um, And then for me, it was actually it was actually the lowest on my list. <laughs> um, I, oh, had it, I, I had it below Rise of Skywalker for a long time, but I started doing the this this podcast, right? And like I said, I talk about things, and I have people on where that's their favorite thing. So I had a bunch of people on, 
Rogue One's their absolute favorite movie. I got to hear the things that they loved about it and why. Rewatched the movie and it moved up a few spots on, on my list because I'm like, oh, I, I, I get it now, you know. Um, it's it's still not super yeah, high, but, but it's, it's all good. Um, yeah, I it's not high up on my list. That's but I did enjoy. I thoroughly enjoyed the movie because it was it felt grounded to me and like it was different enough um, that for me, like it gave me a little hope in that they would be able to tell some original stories within Disney. And so that was kind of like, oh, all right, there are some plot holes for sure. Uh, I I still don't understand how the uh, Tanta Four was on board the the ship at the end. Like, I'm like, yeah, you it gave could've... birth. It's okay. <laughs> that's how. That's where ships uh, come uh, from. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> uh, real quick, I do want to shout out. Thank you so much, X Wing. I, I appreciate it. It's definitely a, a lot of ramen. So, uh, absolutely appreciate you. Um, and I also. So I have uh, quite a few, well, not a few, but there's a few questions kind of in, in chat about the difference in nature between, you know, legends and, and canon now because we've seen certain things kind of get changed in canon, some small aspects of it. Uh, so I just want to take a second to just, you know, kind of explain that the big difference um, has is in the nature of of those of those changes you know with what we currently have is actually a two-way street versus in the past where lucas just ignored things and just kind of went forward with whatever he wanted so oh my god yes uh, boba fett (laughs) and the which is one thing i find funny is boba fett in the late 80s in the comics was a clone already like that's what they were writing, and then in the '90s they wrote that he was um, a, a super commando, and then after that they wrote that he was a stormtrooper who killed his commanding officer, and like so certain things kept changing. So under, so the big difference is under Legends, if there was a, a contradiction, that story just kind of gets tossed into the bin. Um, versus now when something like ahsoka's lightsabers were blue in season seven of clone wars versus green in the book well yes that's a that's a small contradiction it doesn't knock the book or its contents out of continuity as well as when new projects are created they still consider the books and that's why we got um timothy oliphant as cobb vant for instance Mm. it's a two-way street now so that's a big difference um but if someone's looking to, to like start reading Legends for the first time, what do you what do you tell them? What do you recommend? Um, let's go to Krim first. Um, if I may, initially um, I didn't get a chance to answer your previous question about how I felt about the Legends thing. Oh, uh, yes. when I switched over. I did. Want to I thought it was a more quickly. theatrical. Um, uh, <laughs> but yeah, do well. You can do. Yeah, both. no, nothing so dramatic. But I would say that initially I was really disappointed, but I got really excited because I thought, well, because my friends had reason to be trying to talk me off the ledge, saying, well, maybe they just don't want to be restricted by the books. Maybe they have a little idea that they can use those storylines and expound upon them, which. Really 
got me hyped. You know, I got super, super hyped up, especially when I heard about, you know, eventually with The Force Awakens and everything. And then it was talking, you know, I was reading the predictions about how it's going to be Han Solo's son. And I was like, Jason's going to be in it. <laughs> and then I was looking at Ray and I was just like, Mara Jade, you know. <laughs> and it didn't really play out that way, unfortunately. Uh, they, there was a lot of uh, disappointment there. But for a long time, I don't hope that the you know the time and the years that was put into and all the effort put into the eu and you know learning it and uh i mean maybe early on there were some misfires and some uh different mistakes and inconsistencies but for sure later on especially with bantam and you talk about the continuity um sorry i had to pull an anakin there um but when you look at the timeline there. Let's look at this. I mean, let's look at all these books, huh? Mm-hmm. All of that. This massive timeline in investment, and they're all connected. They're all, all these authors um, sought approval for their writing. All these authors screened it by somebody. They all communicated, uh, not necessarily with each other, but like for the most part, a lot of them did, especially like when you talk about Aaron Alston, Michael Stackpole, Timothy Zahn. Karen Travis, these heavy hitters in the EU, they communicated to make it unified, to make all the stories mesh and the characters make sense and carry over. And so when I heard that that was basically not going to be a thing anymore, I was disappointed. Um, but then I was redeemed and held out a lot of hope. And the sequel trilogy, unfortunately, delivered what I had envisioned. Um, so I guess that was like the culmination of all that hope over that set of years. I mean, even when I was a kid reading the books, the sequel trilogy was like what I imagined they would be able to do to to, um, carry out those visions, um, those dreams as a kid. And then it was kind of like met with the ultimate disappointment. So I guess that's where that that was for me. Um, But as far as where I would recommend people start with the legends, I would definitely say that the Han Solo books would be uh, advisable. Um, if they're looking for like standalone stuff, you can do the Tales from the Empire, Slave Ship, all those sorts of stories are pretty good. Um, Tales from the Empire isn't really connected to much of anything. Um, lore-wise, it's kind of like a bunch of standalone stories as well as the bounty hunters that's a really good one kevin j anderson does a good job slave ship those are nice um but definitely when you talk about the paradise snare the hot gambit in rebel dawn as far as the han solo trilogy those those books are so good especially to start out um and it really kind of introduces you to the larger universe that is held within the eu um, if you don't want to talk about any characters that are like really integral to the original trilogy, like Coop mentioned, um, legacy characters, as you call them, I would highly recommend the X-Wing series because that really explores more the other side of things. I mean, you get to look at the Empire, you, you get to look at um, those pilots that you know work to bring down the Warlords post-ROTJ, and um, that's a really good series to start with as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, 
the X-Wing books were great, and I, I actually really did enjoy that that trilogy. I just want to say thanks again, X-Wing. Um, I know he's he's going to go make some content right now, so I look forward to checking that out once uh, once once we get to that point. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, Koopa, what are you what are you recommending? Um. Okay. So, I think that for me, I would. It depends on what you're interested in when it comes to Star Wars. I think I think some of, um, like, that's what I would ask because that that's kind of sort of what guided me down the path to Legends. Like, it was what I was kind of sort of interested in learning more about. And for me, it was like I wanted to know more about the origins between the Sith and the and the Jedi. So, you know, Tales of the Jedi is where I started. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that's probably the most important question for anyone to ask. You know, I think if you want to know what, you know, what happened to Luke after Return of the Jedi, then, yeah, you know, pick up Heir to the Empire and, and follow that uh, lineage and legacy all the way uh, to its end. One of the things that I, I got to mention that turned me off about the uh, post six content was when they killed Chewie with a moon. I was like, bro, come on. <laughs> Get get me out of here! I pulled the eject button fast. I'm like, I'm out. <laughs> Come on, what is this? Well, that's kind this? of far into it. I, I was mean, like, how, how much read before that? Or did you skip? You skip no, to the part I was told. I, so I was, like, no, I was I told can't. about this. I was like, I was told, and I didn't believe it. Like my cousin was telling me, like, yo, they killed Chewie, and I was oh, like, yeah, what so do you, you mean? Right and then they were like. And it, it was early on. Happened. I'm just like, oh, <laughs> like what? No. <laughs> oh man, but yeah. Uh, so yeah, you know, it's an interest. Like legends, the legends material, the old, the old canon is, is such an interesting um, spread of content because, like, to Krim's point, you have a lot of authors that were in constant and direct communication with each other across different time periods and like Luke's film and George Lucas kind of let them do their thing up to a certain point. Like they would like, if you know, it came to Luke Skywalker or like his characters, the characters that he created, then he'd be like more involved in like what they did. Um, but if it was like stories that didn't, you know, have any of the original trilogy cast, like he really didn't monitor that stuff that much. And that unfortunately meant that when it came to making new content, like he would just decide either he wasn't aware and didn't care, or he would just decide I'm I'm not I'm not going with that. <laughs> like and just do his own thing. And so it was you know, we've I know a lot of people I see in the chat people are talking about like the, you know, continuity issues that we're having now with the lightsabers changing and um all that stuff. And I'm like, yeah. It could be worse because it we've we've seen worse, <laughs> we've experienced worse, <laughs> but um, I I thought that was the whole reason for them doing that in the first place was to create continuity so that you know there's a streamline of content there's you know everything is connected all of these you know amazing creators are communicating and then you know they they have a you know a plan for each time period and each era and all the stories. Uh, that are being told and and how they're going to be connected so like i've always viewed that as a strength of the new canon it's like we know that all somehow these stories are connected and um we can see you know some cross-pollination between stories just like we did in the eu like there's 
you know, mentions and references to Exar Kun, you know, in stories that are way beyond the old Republic. So like, it's something that we've, um, we've experienced with the EU, but it's, I, I feel like it's, it's more concentrated now than it was then. Um, but yeah, I mean, I would just say like, all right, what is it that you want to know? What, what do you want to learn more about? Like, is it is it the Sith? Then like, you want to know more about the role of two? Go pick up the Darth Bane trilogy. Like, you know, like, do you want to know more about the origins of the Jedi and the Force Wars and Tython? Like, you know, tells the Jedi, like, you know, all of that's it's if you want to know more about the Mandalorians, like the Mandalorian Wars, uh, go pick up KOTOR. Like KOTOR would teach you a lot about uh, the old Republic and same as, um, uh, some other great, con- oh, uh, Jedi Knight, Jedi Academy, like mm-hmm. all of those, like there's a, there's a lot of inner, there's a lot of different ways that you can experience the EU content. And I, I just, whatever stories gravitate to you, like I, that's pick those up and run with them. Cause, uh, at the end of the day, like a lot of that content is probably going to cycle back into canon at some point in a different form uh, yeah. than we originally consumed it. But uh, not only that, but a good important. book is a good book, you know? Exactly. A good, good book stories. is a good book. Good uh, how about you, Chris? I usually do um, Heir to the Empire or sometimes, depending on like who it is and how into Star Wars they are sometimes skip it and go straight and like here read vector prime but i will never warn them about chewbacca and i have gotten some pretty angry text messages <laughs> who are like super into star wars and they're like you didn't tell me i'm like that's the whole point i'm not gonna tell you so <laughs> you're like, a huge troll gotcha, yeah. gotcha. And I'm like, well why didn't you do that i'm like it's important to the story later on and affects all the other characters mm-hmm. i was like it's so sad hate that it happened i have him sitting here with me now but in I'm, the end, I'm not mad that they killed Chewie. I'm mad how they killed Chewie. Like that's what pisses me off. I'm like, he could have gone out in a way better, like more epic way than that. Like, I, I don't, I, I, I don't know. What's more I epic like... than getting crushed by a moon? Yeah, yeah. I mean, come like, on. Like he can't be taking blasters. What do you mean want? Nothing. The mo- oh my god, people. the Millennium Falcon can like outrun anything. I mean, it couldn't. They it's couldn't pick him up. Pretend killing him for three minutes. With force lightning, I you know that you're right. I've I've got complaints okay. about that one too. I got smoke from that issue too. Let's, <laughs> let's let's talk about how disrespectful <laughs> his death is in uh in the Force Unleashed on <laughs> the second one in the Force. <laughs> Do you remember Force Unleashed two? Uh, the the like. Nope, I never finished that campaign. I never finished that campaign. Okay. Okay. Um, do, do you want to know how it happens? Why do they Why do they do this to Chewie? Like Chewie deserves a better fate than what he's gotten. Like let's just agree on that. I mean, Han didn't go out like a G in canon either. So that's a fact. Let's. Oh gosh, never mind. Anyways, they did my boy Han dirtier than they did Chewbacca. Better than Chewie got okay. hit by a moon than Han gets stabbed in that way. Come on, my man. In the Fortune Leash, uh, Star Killer on on Endor jumps on top of the Walker. Han goes to shoot Starkiller, and Starkiller palms Chewie by the top of his head, picks him up, and puts him in the way of the bullet, making Han kill Chewie. Oh, that's whack, too. That's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> that's horrible. 
Yeah, that's that's the most disrespectful. He just he palmed him by the, by the top of his head. Chewbacca is not a little person. Like Starkiller's <sighs> been eating his Wheaties or something. I don't know, but um, <laughs> yeah. So I I, I don't want to feel about that. Now, for for me though, whenever people are, are asking me, um, my normal my normal entry places that I tell people is is heir to the empire. It's like that's an, an easy choice um, because yeah. if they are currently watching stuff and they've watched um, Thrawn, um, I it's going to be an interesting story. And I think it's really interesting how Timothy Zahn has been you know even writing the the canon thrawn books as well because the timeline still doesn't overlap so you can actually read all of the canon thrawn books and then read heir to the empire and that story still works together you know that's um, very true they're even introducing like like pelion and all the you know and stuff in it so i think that's interesting wait um, is pelion in the new canon yes yes mm -hmm. What? Yes, we see we see young Paleon in, in the new canon novels, in that well the first new okay. trilogy of because yes. what do we call that like because I've just I've been struggling to call the new Thrawn trilogy other than anything other than the new Thrawn trilogy I guess I don't okay so the the thing I I I call it I call it the Thrawn trilogy now and I call the old Thrawn trilogy the heir to the Empire trilogy because okay. I the can, new Thrawn trilogy is is about Thrawn. Heir to the Empire true. is not about Thrawn, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, so I, I normally tell people that, or I tell people to start with the Bane trilogy. Uh, now, Element Seven in the in the chat, he's going to uh, disagree with me. He like if if you're going to go Old Republic to start with Revan because it's the oldest in the timeline, uh, but I'm like, no, this is. The Darth Bane trilogy is the bridge from the Old Republic to the future. And so, like, getting that story, like, amps you up to, to go back further and be like, okay, all right, how do we get to this point? That's that's just my, my opinion. But I might have to think about some, some other things since, you know, you guys mentioned, um, uh, like, the, the Paradise Snare and, and, and those books. So there's there's a lot more. Yeah, those um, are really good ones. What do you think about Outbound Flight? Oh, I love Outbound Flight. I think that's one of the, the best Thrawn stories. And we have hints that um, uh, Thrawn's brother, uh, I can't remember his name, might might make an appearance in the next Canon Thrawn book. So we'll we'll see. Um, they've, they've teased his sister as well, or an older sister. Really? Yeah, I don't remember the, that, but I have to go back. <laughs> I think in the ascendancy. Novels, Is she die? Am I thinking of a different chase? I might be thinking of a different chase woman. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, so my my buddy Isaac says, "Yeah, uh, Bang Trilogy is a little hard because of the start. It is a slow start because you, you have to kind of get mm -hmm. through mining on a Patros." And then being in the Sith army as a soldier, um, but once it once it once it starts moving, it's it's real, just great stuff. Um, but I gotta ask you guys, Lucasfilm has started releasing you know Legends action figures. 
Plus, they're starting to re-release some of the Legends books. This first round, we got Heir to the Empire. Uh, we got Shatterpoint. Um, we got uh, the first Bane book. Uh, I believe we got one more, and they're going to be re-releasing the, re-releasing the sequels to those books and things like that uh, this fall. Well, what does that what does that mean? Does that excite you that they are still interested in the content? Does this, does that mean we might get Sword of the Jedi? Which I'm so sad. Uh, Koopa, what do you think? Um, yeah, I, I think it's uh, I think it's them indicating what we may or may not be seeing sometime in the near future. Uh, to your point earlier, it, Heir to the Empire is a interesting uh, story and it still kind of sort of fits in canon um, and with the direction and you know if, if you've been up on canon uh, with you know the Mandalorian and then the Ascendancy trilogy and the new Thrawn trilogy um, you can kind of see you know Heir to the Empire is not something that is uh, with you know outside of the realm of possibility uh, coming down the pipeline or it's some, you know, some iteration of it. So the, what they, they, they call this, it's a curated list and they call it the essential legends guide or something like that. It's, it's essential legends, something, but I think mm-hmm. that a lot of those stories are going to come back into the fold. Like we've heard rumors of a Mace Windu series, uh, in development and, you know, they add Shatterpoint to the essential legends guide. No, that is hardly a coincidence in my opinion. Um, and then, you know, you've got, you know, the, the name drop of Thrawn in season two of Mandalorian. Am I spoiling stuff? Am I dropping spoilers? Okay. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I saw your reaction. I was I like, called oh. it. I told him, I was like, Thrawn, they're mentioning, um, the unknown worlds too much. And he was like, I don't know. And then all of a sudden they name dropped and I was like, told you. Yeah. They, they name dropped them. And then if you, Who? you know, Would if you, you watch Thrawn. Watching season, you know, the if you finished Rebels, then you know kind of sort of where the Ahsoka show is probably going to go. Um, and, you know, all of it is within that time period of, of six to nine years post um, RLTJ. So, I mean, Heir to the Empire, I think we'll see a retelling of that story because one of the key character changes in Thrawn in the new canon is his really his loyalties like his his potency and his, his tactical mind are, are as solid and as uh, profound as they've been um but the biggest change in my opinion is his loyalty to his to his people um which sets up a lot in my opinion like that it says a lot i've personally the ascendancy trilogy has been some of my favorite reading of the new uh disney era canon like because yeah. I mean, we haven't gotten this level of detail about the Chiss Ascendancy before. So that's been really fun for me Just, to read. But the last little bit of uh, of greater good, I was like, no, I need more. Like, <laughs> can it be November already? I know. I flew through that book. That was a real, that was a really good page turner, man. That was a good, solid uh, second book for me. Like, I'm really enjoying that that trilogy. Yeah. Um, also, you know, we have um, 
in name, you know, Mitra Stirk has also been added to, to canon, and there's there's some some interesting some interesting things that have been, you know, getting getting pulled in. So it's that's pretty cool. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, you know what? If if I were going to have a like, if I were doing a so I I did my mentor as a Jedi. If I were a Sith, it would definitely be uh, Kreia. Okay. Uh, yeah. No, she has a lot She's... of real, real deep conversations. Oh, yeah. Man, what? <laughs> can't argue with that. I can't Man, argue with that. Oh my god, dude. Alright, so I'm I'm for sure bringing you back on, on my old Old Republic episode and we'll, cause we'll spend a lot of time on that. <laughs> for sure. Hey, let me know. I'm, I'm, I'm game. Um, and uh, Chrissy, what, what do you think? Does that, this, that this stuff is coming back, does that mean anything? I think they're putting things out because they're getting feelers of what people are interested in. Like, you know, Thrawn is something that a lot of people loved, so it was really easy to bring him into the new canon. Um, I think we keep hearing Mar Jade's name thrown around because a lot of people love her. And I think, too, that there's a way to bring her in without it messing up their new timeline. Like her and Luke don't have to get married, but she can still be the emperor's hand and like going after Luke, which is what I thought was going to happen in the Mandalorian. And then I was wrong. So I was a little sad about that. Cause I thought they were going to send her after Grogu because it could lead her to Luke. And that didn't happen. Mm. But I think they're trying to get feelers of what people are interested in. It's still a possibility. Oh, yeah. it's still it's still a possibility. I would not throw it out. I wouldn't throw it out the window completely. Nope. Oh no, I have I have hope. But I've also <laughs> learned not to get too much hope <laughs> in certain things. Was that did yeah. is okay, so is this a real rumor or is that something that I just saw in the uh in the Discord, but someone said that Omega was uh Mara Jade? Oh my god. <laughs> and I was like, Oh my god, we're doing no. this again. <laughs> we gotta stop it. <laughs> We're doing this. We're going out of here with these theories. That bunny is Mephisto. As soon as look, as soon as as soon as she as soon as they put her in the trailer for that first Bad Batch teaser, people are like, "Oh, it's it's Palpatine's son, daughter." (laughs) And I'm like, "Oh my god, y'all don't stop." I called it. I said she was a female clone. It is like we love Mephisto in ourselves over here in the yeah. the Star Wars universe. Don't do us yeah. like that, Julia Christine. Don't yeah, confirm and this, fake news. We were we were over here looking at the Marvel fans like, bro, what's the big deal? We do this like every every cha- every trailer that drops. Mm-hmm. Some, I, I, some out of pocket theory is on the on the uh, internet next. Like it's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> And then, uh, real, quick, I, I I gotta do a, a shout out because you know I have both DePaul and uh, and Xcore Gamer Skills in the chat here. They actually just started their podcast. It's called Conspiracy Cantina. <laughs> and it's here on YouTube. Oh my so God. if if you want some some conspiracies uh, and just you know some some cool people talking about stuff, uh, you can check them out. But just wanted to shout out my my homies. Um, <laughs> no, it's I have to make so much content because people are like, "Oh my, it's Captain Phasma." I know it, and you're like, 
Captain Phasma is not like, like 80 years old. Nobody I mean, is paying attention to the timeline. <laughs> and, Time is a thing in Star Wars. Oh yeah. And she actually has she could have gone frozen. She could have got frozen into a time capsule They're and freeze her in found by pirates and you know Swallowed by a star like spell on the other side. Maybe the planet blew up when the Death Star killed it. Then her pod went flying across the galaxy, and then she was floating in the unknown regions. And they just picked her up with a tractor beam. Ah, I, I like it. I like it. It was a carbonite uh, <laughs> a rancor or something that swallowed her and froze her, and then spit her into space. And then someone found her seventy years later, and like Captain Fat. Mm-hmm. No, no, it's it was a, a, it was a pergill. <laughs> uh, same thing for um, you know people were, were wondering if Aiden Bercio was the stormtrooper in there mm. um, but again her, definitely could be her mom though I, be. I don't think it is but they could just they could just be like oh yeah it's her mom <laughs> that's what George would do George would do it in a heartbeat the problem. <laughs> I, okay I, I, I love George Sometimes we give too much weight because he's like, all right, this this guy, he's he's selling drugs and his name is Elon Sleaze Bagano. And you're like, really? <laughs> John Stewart asked, where is Obi-Wan from? Stu John. <laughs> oh <God. laughs> come on, man. Like you gotta you gotta you gotta try something. I, See I what George always know. reminded me of was uh, I see. I, I'm a lore master. I, my my friends love to play D and D. We do Star Wars RPG, and sometimes when you get asked a question and they just expect you to know, you say something like Stugon. <laughs> sometimes it just happens. It just be that way. Like exactly when you have the entire do. story in the palm of your hands and you're just looking at it like. Where am it's I gonna... his story. Like, what are you gonna you say? Know. No. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Who are like, we? Right. He's, like, he's okay, the lore okay. master. He's literally the lore master. <laughs> he, he wanted uh, Wookies, you know, on Endor, but it didn't work story wise. And so he's like, Wookies, hmm, Ewoks. Yeah, and you're like, yeah. it, it was also I mean, a budget not? thing. I because I, I I read I've read that somewhere. Like it was also the budget for the costumes. Like was like out of hand Wait, to get that many people in Wookiee like, costumes. Can't get so they cut them into thirds. Yes, basically, they just cut them into thirds. They just trimmed down just the divide them up amongst the children. <laughs> <laughs> that all right, everybody, bring your kids to work day. Make sure that they are. Capable of understanding commands and are okay with wearing full fur costumes. You you laugh, but I mean, like I don't know. That's super plausible. They're like, okay, no. we'll just cut right, get that kid a cup of coffee. <laughs> I want yub nubbing all day. You hear me? It's like yub we, nub. We we have a shortage of seven footers. What can we do? Well, pretty sure it's easier to find uh, shorter people than it is to find tall people. Absolutely. Oh, don't go assuming people's heights now. Hey, children, children, <laughs> boom. That's oh, what and that's fair. what they use. Children yep. and and where they could find uh, dwarves, they would use dwarves. Uh, which, by the way, I'm I'm happy because you know a lot of people hated the the Ewoks. I I'm happy that we got Ewok hunt on Battlefront two, just oh to show God. people. Yo, do you, do you just remember to show people? Yeah, nothing to mess with. 
Do you, Please, do you remember God, the Ewoks no. on Battlefield uh, on the first Battlefield series from on PlayStation Two and Xbox? Battlefront. They were terrifying too. Yeah, Battlefront. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, Ewok hunt is no joke. People they forget. Spears. People, <laughs> you forget because it's you know children and little people in the costumes. It's hard to suspend you know the imagination. But but that's a bear, right? That's stronger than a full grown human, like by a lot. And it's smart enough to wield weapons and build traps. They, uh, they have very small hitboxes. And they eat people. I always say this. They were not celebrating at the end of 6 because no. the Empire was defeated. They don't care. They ate them. They were celebrating having meat. Like, we have so much food now. And you're like, they <sighs> ate all those dead stormtroopers. <laughs> They have all of those. Those helmets are. They have those helmets for a reason. Like, what do you think happened to the bodies? It's just a good thing that the Republic was that the rebels were there to like at least take the survivors and be like, oh, you, you guys, you have plenty. We're gonna take these guys. And <laughs> the Stormtroopers were probably like, please put me in prison, please, dear God. I mean, Jesus. And, and they they actually touched on that in Forces of Destiny of like, don't. Let them eat those people, please. And Han's like, I was gonna stop him, but then I don't know. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> um, I, uh, Krim, Krim, your, your thoughts. Sorry, we, we got off topic, but your thoughts on um, this doesn't mean anything that Lucasfilm is coming back out with these uh, with these books, re-releasing them. Oh, uh, you mean why? I. It means that their heads aren't that far up the boats. I mean, it's money. It's free money. I mean, you're going to tell me that if you re-release this paperback novel that I have and you release it in like a really nice hardcover version, I mean, they did it with the Han Solo trilogy uh, with Barnes and Nobles. I don't know if you can see this. It's a nice hardcover. It's got really cool art. Total shameless plug. Buy it, guys. Look. But it's like, it's very cool. Like, I mean, I picked it up. I have it. I'm not going to open it up because I have the paperbacks that I've worn to shreds already. But it's free money. It's free money. I mean, if I see a Mary Jade action figure, Black Series, bro. If I see yeah. a Jaina Solo, they have Mer's it. Gav, I have it. <laughs> I'm I bought it. They released it. I was about to say, I don't think yeah. I've seen those. In my Amazon cart. <laughs> nice. There are a lot nice. of those. Well black done. Well, well, they done. took them off of the market for a while, but they have mm -hmm. been slowly uh, coming back into circulation. So definitely yeah. look out for those. Supply and demand. But I mean, it's, yeah. it's money. And it just creates more marketing for them. It, it makes those of us that were less than thrilled about the sequel trilogy, you know, when they release these EU contents and everything, it gets us excited. It gets everybody talking about Star Wars again. Something they should have been doing the whole time. To be honest with you, yeah, it, um, and I actually, I like, I really agree with you know Christie's uh, assessment of it because uh, we have we have a couple things at, at play. Um, a, I think it's smart that they weren't doing it for a while because let's face it, you know, I get asked a lot of time uh, often. I mean, whenever I talk about legends, like there's so much legends content. I've personally read 133 books, and I am not halfway done you know like there's there's a, <laughs> there's a ton of stuff out there and and so people are like I, we don't know how to get started where to get started makes sense that they would say you know what 
we we need plus just there's some quite a bit of messy stuff um also i jana solo is my favorite star wars character and we're gonna get into that but not all the stories are great <laughs> so that's that's a, a thing so it makes sense that they were like okay we, we want to do a clean slate we're going to start with everything George considered canon and do this. And we want to start building this for these new. Um, we want to start building something for, for the next generation. But right now, I feel like what they're doing is awesome. We, we have our base and we're making it broader, right? Star Wars is for everyone. We're going to make content that these people over here are going to like. We're going to make content that these people over here are going to like. And we're going to hit the point where there's so much content that you're not going to be able to just consume all of it. You're just going to consume the stuff that you like. And I think that's the best place to be. You know what I mean? Definitely a decent place to be in. Yeah. And so I, I so like personally, I, I love the high Republic. I've been reading this, that stuff as, as well. It's not for everyone. No, it's not. Re-release, re-release legend stuff. You can, you can have that. People can have this. Uh, yeah, I think it's it's great. Uh, what were you gonna say, uh, Krim? Oh, I just I had uh, when Christy was talking, I had a, a train of thought, and then I kind of lost it um, later on. But I did want to say it's entirely possible for us to pick back up on those those storylines exactly like we were talking about with Thrawn, how they've brought him back, and that's excellent. That's great for the franchise. It means an amazing character, and to to see them um, just even dip their toes into it. That's a big deal, and I think that I can only be um, happier as they continue to to move through it. I mean, I don't think any EU fan could complain about Star Wars taking a Marvel approach, adapting the source material, mm -hmm. and if you change it and put it on the screen, at least we're having something that is that we're familiar with that we can really latch onto and think, well, they're not following it exactly. So what are they, they going to do with it exactly? Like the way we are with Thrawn right now, we have no clue what's going to happen. You know, they could introduce Mara Jade in like a name drop, or um, it could be just something like where you see the writing on the wall in an actual episode. Um, yeah. Or maybe some Imperial documents. And it, it could be something like that. I, honestly, the way that they have this time span, I, I always considered that Mara Jade could easily have been married to Luke Skywalker, right? But then Jason killed her along with all the other students. Jason, I called him Jason. Ben Solo <laughs> killed her with all the other students at the temple, and that would be a part of why Luke is so devastated. But nobody talks about it in the sequel trilogy. But, I mean, it just could be that nobody talks about it. Well, yeah. and, and she's still kind of... There's, there's still a way to tell her story. And, mm -hmm. like, to your point, like, it's... I don't mind the changes to any of the or like the adaptations of any of the original stories from the EU. Uh, it's more or less the continuity and making sure everything flows and makes sense. Like, don't don't start retconning stuff like. I, yeah, I, I have my issues with the sequel trilogy, but like I would hate for them to retcon that story. I feel like that retconning is a cop out, in my opinion. Like if you're creative and a good storyteller, if there are issues with the story, you should be able to creatively write those wrongs. If, if not to say, uh -huh. not to get on that spill, but like you could, there are ways to make and tell, be creative with the stories that you tell. And they can do mm -hmm. the same thing with these, with these legends characters. Um, 
and yeah, incorporate I'm, them into the timeline. Yeah, I mean, like oh, yeah. like Elements says here, right? There's there's 30 years of untold stories leading up to the sequel. There's lots and lots of stuff that we can we can fill. Uh, like my mind goes to the Clone Wars show. Like there's a lot of information that without retconning the prequels. Exactly. Um, there was a lot of just there was just missing information <laughs> there. Dude, uh, that, that we got first added. of all, the, <laughs> the, we saw the beginning of the Clone Wars at the end in of the episode end. two, and then the yeah. end of the Clone Wars at the beginning <laughs> of episode three. Like, bro, we missed the three year war. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> and then and then we got seven years of a three year war. Exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. So, mm-hmm. um, all right, so. While we're but on that's the a subject, great, that's a great example. Like that's a prime example of how they can incorporate these stories. Like just take yeah. the same approach they did with Clone Wars. Like it's just context, right? Literally, you just add context to the story. Like adding this thirty-year time period will add context to the sequel trilogy. It may not change people's opinion about the sequel trilogy, but that added context will help. Like for sure, you can't say it won't. Like, yeah, I I find that like in my discussions about it there's a lot of things that people fundamentally misunderstood or um and and i think clearing some of that up could could definitely help but let me let me ask you guys since we're already kind of on the topic um you know what story or character would you want to bring into legends uh bring from legends into canon and uh do you have a way that you could do it without disrupt disrupting what what's there um, or is that too complex of a question? You want me to? No, that's easy. Spit it out now. Like, that's an easy question. I can't right, say Jaina Krim, or Mara Krim, because I'm sure that twi- uh, Christy is going to take that one. Um, <laughs> so I'll I'll let you take that one, Christy. I'm, I'm I'll be gracious about that. Um, they already brought Wedge back, and there's a lot that they could do with him. But definitely, would, poor Wedge. Uh, Shout out to Wedge Antilles. So, sorry, I, I don't mean to cut Shout you off, but I just think how no, in both Legends and Canon, they make Wedge fall in love with someone and then, like, like cut that off, like, horribly. In, in Canon, it does get fixed, but, like, like a woman's dead husband yeah. who's disappeared, like, 10, 20 years ago comes back and he's like, oh, damn it. <laughs> but, uh, sorry. Go Wedge ahead, is a ahead. great character. He's, he's yeah. really an amazing character. Um. So are you just referring to like somebody who is not in canon at all right now that needs to come into canon or somebody that we haven't really seen a lot of in canon that had a lot more in Legends? Either way, I'll, I'm letting you interpret the question how you want. Hmm. Uh, let's let Coop go because now that you opened it up to letting me play with it a little bit, I, I might want to take a second. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Uh... Well, okay. Let, let me let yeah. me go. Let me go, and you guys can kind of like uh, iron, um, you know, iron it up. But there is there uh, one character, um, and I will ask you guys about an underrated character in the future. This actually is not my underrated character, but one character that I did love is Winter. Um, mm. Winter was the aide of Leia. Um, she's from Alderaan, and her thing is, you know, she has an eidetic memory, and like, she's just a tragic character who's super um, capable, highly intelligent. Uh, but you talk about Alderaan, 
and her eidetic memory, she remembers everyone every second on that planet uh-huh. and, and all of it. And I think she could be an interesting, you know, person if we Ooh. introduce her, you know, back in as someone that works alongside or with Leia or as part of a, a group of Alderanians that are trying to put the pieces back from the destruction of their homework because we don't really get to see, you know, it's called the, the Alderanian graveyard. Um, you know, I, I would love to see those people try to rehome themselves and like their own little thing pop up. That or we need the Habes consortium, uh, consortium in canon. Okay, come um, on, Choco. Can you speak totally, one, please? Yeah. <laughs> that should totally be a thing. That yeah, totally but for sure. I think I think um, character. I'm. I won't go character, but I will definitely go story. Um, we touched on it, but I mean, heir to the empire is is it's right there, and there is a way to bring that story into the fold, um, and retool it, because like I would not have the, I wouldn't have. If I were to do it, I wouldn't directly have the, the Skywalkers. I wouldn't have Leia and, and Luke involved in the story. I would kind of retool it and put it in the chaos out in the Ascendancy and have Ezra and Ahsoka be the, and you know, and the crew of the Ghosts be the main heroes. And then Thrawn being what we know about Thrawn from the new novels. And then like, and, you know, have elements of the uh, Imperial remnant that were left out left to their own devices uh at the after the battle of uh jakku um whoever is loyal to thrawn within the known galaxy or lesser space as the just call it i love that by the way like i think this lesser space yeah oh man it's so elitist (laughs) i love it i'm just like yeah that fits i'm like yo this is like a whole major aspect of the galaxy and they call it lesser space that's beautiful um but yeah, like have the heir to the empire story take place in the ascendancy, in the chaos during the same time period, and give us a a story that could run concurrent to the sequel trilogy. Um, one thing that I've always complained about with the Star Wars universe galaxy, it's always felt way too small, and yeah. there's ways that they can they should tell stories. That don't involve the Skywalker legacy and take place in other parts of the galaxy on new planets. They don't all have to look like Tatooine and Hoth, but like <laughs> just new new planets, like and um, you know, make it feel like a galaxy. Like one interesting thing about um and I don't know if this is I I don't know if it's canon, but the Senate seats um in the Republic, like at one point this was canon. But, you know, each senator, like, represented 1,024 worlds in the Republic. So, like, if you think about that, like, that's a thousand systems. That's over a thousand systems, right? And Mandalore is 1,500 systems. So, like, they're too large. Mandalore is too large to be in the Republic the way it's structured and the way it's organized, which is why it's independent. So, like, you know just growing the galaxy making it feel a lot larger than it has in the past and telling these sub stories that's what i kind of like about rogue one it was like a micro story it's still connected to um 
the the main story but it's still disjointed enough to you know be its own thing but they need to go you know further in that direction and introduce brand new characters new worlds new stories within the same you know same timeline have some you know run some interference that's what i like about the new theron novels is that yeah you know the first trilogy takes place no the ascendancy books take place same time as the clone wars but they're so disjointed like none of the events of the clone wars really directly yeah. affect what's going on in the chaos and vice versa we need more stories like that <laughs> like that's we, yeah. we need that like uh -huh. just make the galaxy feel large I, I agree. That's that, and that is one of the things I've been enjoying about Canis because they've been making it this universe broader, and not just taller. Which I enjoy. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've read like fifty-six books about about Jaina Solo specifically, but <laughs> but um, no, they're making broad. I to what you're saying though, I just I love when Thrawn asks like, "What is the Clone Wars?" and and Padme's like, "Oh, you know the the Separatists. They want to be like be separate from the Republic." And then he's like, "Why don't you just let them leave?" Right. <laughs> right. Like, it's like, uh, he's like, "Just let I them." Don't go. Yeah. yeah he's he's like, like, I don't understand, I don't understand the purpose like... of this war. It doesn't make any sense. They... But uh, anyways, uh, Christy, what what do you think? Well, obviously Mara, but um, you can't have Mara without um, Talon Card. Yes. He's super interesting. Underrated pig. Um, him or Booster. Yeah, him or Booster. Mm. You can have Thank a whole you. series on Booster, and it would probably be the most chaotic thing ever, but it would be great. Awesome. It would be amazing. Mm. I, I actually have a, a pitch for Lucasfilm that heavily <laughs> involves Booster. Um I, I I want like pirate content in Star Wars with Hondo and like they run mm -hmm. up on Booster in his red Star Destroyer and like yeah that you was know, like, yeah and um Corrin Horn's relationship they kind of remind me of Sam and Bucky so we can do like a Falcon mm -hmm. Winter Soldier type show buddy cop right there but Corrin Horn ah <laughs> uh, and then nice, and with, with Booster's daughter and they're like. <laughs> It's just so awkward, but so great at the same time. Um, what was his daughter's name again? It's it's not. It's escaping me. I would mix him up with. Let me look. I'm on the page because I had to look up to make sure I mess, didn't mess up Talon's last name. Mm. Also, uh, they are you know canon by appearance of a statue only, but I actually like the Islamari as. As a plot device, um, I just thought they were they were interesting. Although I'm happy that we don't have a Luuk, um, a weird <laughs> can't speak clone. Oh I don't know. He makes me uncomfy. <laughs> Actually, um, I had a fanfic that involved cloning Luke Skywalker. But it was kind of like one of those B plots that may or may not be that important, if, depending on the reception. <laughs> but they kind of killed that when they cloned Luke, uh, cloned Luke Hand to make Snoke. That's like, yeah. They, well, yeah, we was, don't we don't know we don't know it was that implied, we know right? that we know that they had the hand. That's all we know at this point. 
But uh, sorry, what did you say? What was your name? I didn't catch it. It's M I R A X. Oh, Murax. Murax. Yeah. Murax. Murax. That's right. I gotta forget the Murax. You could just do a whole story off them because you don't even have to connect yeah. it to the Skywalker story, but it's still up there. Mm. It's a flying casino in oh, space. Yeah, right? really that, that's dope. Uh, but yeah, what, what, character, <laughs> what, what character or story would, uh, would you bring in, um, Krim? So I would have to go with, uh, initially I wanted to like try and lump in the entirety of Wedge's squad, uh, squadron together, um, <laughs> as one character because it's, it, I mean, can you imagine that on screen right now with the effects that we have? Just all the X-Wing books just made into... But I have to go with Cornhorn. I mean, he not only does he lead into it, but he's like so... He's so good. I mean, that he would be the perfect sort of character to take the torch on after Luke Skywalker. I think that that would be really, really nice to see him. Like, perhaps Luke sends him on some sort of mission that takes him out of the known regions. Um, maybe he crosses paths with Ahsoka at some point. Maybe he go, ends up out there in, in Chi space, or maybe it's somewhere else. There's so many different things you can do with him. Um, what if they did, like, Heir to the Empire, but with Korn instead? That would be they're, pretty cool. You know? they're, they're gonna there's so many that, different things. They're going to do that with Grogu. <laughs> they because there's no way they're going to kill Grogu. He's not going to. I cannot see him dying in that uh, temple massacre. Grogu's not going to stay at Luke's long because of how much money. Yeah, he's not going to. He's not going to stay there. There's just no not, way. There's no way they're they're not killing that character. But I think Cornhorn is. Um, he could open the door to a to seeing exactly how vast the galaxy is, you know, how yeah. his adventures just carry you across, you know, one end to the next. And it can really open the door to a whole new cast of characters. He interacts with so many different people. He, he, his existence affecting so many different stories and just being tied in to so many different plots. Uh, it, seeing things from his perspective as well, it, it will be really, really good. And so not knowing that, that, but one thing that's really cool about about Corrin is just the difference in his force abilities. I think we get uh -huh. into this problem of, you know, we saw Luke develop his force abilities and then just make the assumption everyone has those abilities and they all function the same way. Uh -huh. When, you know, I, I see people comparing certain things that Ray did and, and Luke did, whereas like, you know, Ray couldn't see force ghosts until the very end and Luke could do that instantly. Now, and they describe it as different people have different things. Some people naturally are better at dancing. Some people are great at singing. My voice is terrible, but I've been playing drums for, I don't know, 15 years now. Um, you can learn these other things. Certain things just come naturally to you. Corin Horn had mm -hmm. no abilities to do telekinesis, but his illusion abilities were top notch. And I think, you know, showing characters that just have different innate skill sets kind of uh -huh. like how um you know ezra is great at connecting with animals you know um and i yeah i love that about him as a character Druids. yeah just <laughs> even you know just starting out first time he's just better than at that than kanan is already uh -huh. and I, I really like that uh that kind of concept in 
building that out you know what i mean um, I mean, it's the same thing with Obi-Wan and, and um, Qui-Gon. Like, Qui-Gon can't uh -huh. use a force mind trick to save his life. Good lord. <laughs> but Obi-Wan is just, like, cakewalking through it. Like, you know, like, it's that's always that's always been mm -hmm. a thing. Like, certain people just have a natural affinity towards certain abilities. Like, even with force healing, like, not everybody was able to force heal. Because, um, like, force healing is not a is not a new concept to Star Wars and to no, Lord, they had a whole like, force healing core and stuff. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I, I mean, even because in the EU they had that with with the Jedi during the Clone Wars. Like, there was like a, mm. a like a core that was dedicated to force healing. To your point, um, Beres mm -hmm. Ophir was a force healer too. Beres Ophir yeah. was literally on the cover art of a book as a force healer. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. it's always it's always been a technique through the force, but not is everyone that the Med has been Star able books? to use it. Uh, I think so. I, she, she's holding a clone in her arms and using the force to, to heal his yeah. abdominal wound, uh, blaster wound. Yeah, yeah those uh, are good books. Well, all right, so so we are running out out of out of time. So I, I gotta <laughs> I gotta ask um, two questions. Um. What super underrated character like do you like, and you know where do they come from? But also, let's hear you know your favorite um, Legends character and that character's best like book or series. You can kind of wrap that up in a, in a package. I know that's a tough one um, for most people, but I'm gonna go to Christy first because I feel like she can. She already has that unlock. Um, underrated. I love Wes Jensen. I think he's oh, hilarious. How could <laughs> you? How could he, you do that to me? I'm sorry <laughs> if I stole yours. I just think He's he brings so out the absolute best and worst in everybody. Yeah. And you just have to have a character like that. And then obviously my favorite is the Sword of the Jedi, Jaina Solo. Um, I think her best series is probably Legacy of the Force. Um, it's really cool to see mm -hmm. her playing with the Mandalorians. And it's really cool to see her step into her, um, her role as Sword of the Jedi. Um, I get in fights with people all the time, and you've probably seen it on my TikTok comments when people say Jason should have won. And I'm like, and it goes back to like, hell no. What? No. And the thing is, too, is I believe neither of them should have won because the whole point of their story arc is that they're equals. They're different, they have different abilities, and they have different strengths and weaknesses. But they but equal the Mandalorian out. training, though, the Mandalorian yeah. training has to be an edge that he doesn't have. We're mm -hmm. talking about people who are professional Jedi killers. Come it's on. That, when when they're like, oh, you have no idea how to use a sword, huh? <laughs> and like, of course I do. I have a lightsaber. Like, yeah, it's not a sword. No. <laughs> yeah. Their whole interaction with her is just hilarious. Yeah. But it's also like, it makes you look at being a Jedi so differently. And I think that like the whole time they're always every time they battle they're equals. When they battle each other, when they think they're fighting Darth Vader, neither of them are gonna win. The only reason she has a leg up in the first fight in like in Invincible is because Luke helps her, because he knows they're equals. And the only reason she wins the battle is because he decides his prophecy is worse. If he could find a way to take Jaina out and him die as long as Alana lives, he would have done it. Mm -hmm. But he couldn't. So that always gets me so heated when people say she should have lost. I'm like, nope, she shouldn't have because she's awesome. And you really see it in that series. Like, she really, 
Because everyone focuses on Anakin or Jason, and then once you hit that series, it's like, oh, wait, maybe the sister is pretty cool. <laughs> oh, I, She was cool yeah, when she was flying X-Wings. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I need a... I need, I need like a, a Hot Toys Stealth X. That's that's what I need. Oh my god! Um, yes. Please. Yes. Yes. Kind of going back to Kind of going back to the previous question. It says, you know, a show about Luke reading to Grogu about Tython and how Satil Shan through the Force found the world. Um, I, I always love the concept of an anthology series told in a story. I mean, we got. Princess Bride yeah. style, but exactly. means that we can really condense a story. We don't need to hit the in-between parts. We can hit uh-huh. the parts that matter and get more context on another time. I just I just love those those concepts. Why That's don't we Sean, have that? Dude. That's a very underrated character too, by the yeah, way. She's in my really opinion. Um, yeah, how, how about you, Krim? Uh, I'm ready to rock. I'm ready to rock, baby. Awesome. I'm ready to rock. Underrated, underrated character. Underrated oh, character Wedge and Tilly's. Okay. I was gonna say Grand. I was gonna say uh, Pelion. To be honest with you, I, I love, love Pelion. Mm-hmm. And honestly, over there on Bastion, yeah. I'm going to have to say uh, the character that is my favorite in the EU is EU Boba Fett. No question. Uh, besides Throne, I mean Throne is different, but EU Boba Fett. I mean, it's so the way that he's psychology is explored is is really fantastic um when she said uh legacy of the force this is the book for me right here about boa fett and it is bloodlines by karen travis that book is is amazing for me um it explores his family it explores uh jason's fall to the dark side and i have to say that it really that whole um, the legacy of the Force, that whole series is so good. So absolutely. Um, but as for the my favorite underrated character, it's Wedge Antilles. Wedge Antilles is definitely my favorite underrated character. She said Wes Jansen, and I mean, I couldn't I, I couldn't agree more. And there was a, there was a comment that said Wes's and Hobby's interactions are priceless. Oh, yeah. They're amazing. They're amazing. <laughs> Yes, Star Wars news. I literally, there were times I would cry laughing. I would just have my nose in the book in the middle of class after completing my assignment. And then I would just start dying. And my teacher's like, Is there something you'd like to share with the class? And I'd stand up and be like, Damn right there is. <laughs> but you probably won't get it due to the context. I mean, I don't know if you guys uh, ever read Star Wars, uh, Star, X Wing Starfighters of Ajumar. That's a really great one. Um, and they had a joke in there about, you know, how they used to call the bathrooms the refreshers. Um, yes, they still do. And, they, yeah. they call refreshers. So, I, don't, I don't care. They don't have to yeah. make that canon. That's what they are. They're refreshers. <laughs> so they were on a planet which actually had not been in contact with the greater galaxy. They didn't have space travel. They only had uh, atmospheric vehicles um, called Ajumar. And they were basically, like, um, still using old technology. So... When they got there, the New Republic representative told them, we're going to have to give you a rundown how to use the restrooms. And, of course, Wes Jensen cracks and goes, you mean we're going to have a refresher course? And it's like, (laughs) bad joke of the century. I mean, honestly. But, yeah, that's my piece. Uh, I I, I love it. 
that's great. Also, Krim, uh, uh, I, I don't know if you've if you've tried jumping into the canon books at all, but I actually am going to highly recommend that you check out the um, Alphabet Squad trilogy. No, no, you can't see it. My lighting is terrible. Um, I got Thrawn. Cool. Yes. Uh, so you got Thrawn. Okay. Uh, the Alphabet Squadron um, mm-hmm. trilogy is 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 great, especially. Like the first and the final book are, are my favorite, but if you love you know these these pilots, this explores that in such depth and such detail, and the characters are so well fleshed oh, really? out. Okay. Not only, but on both sides, on both the Excellent. Republic and the Empire sides, yeah. and you end up coming to this weird conclusion of like, all of these are the same people, and they'd be yeah, friends they if, you know, exactly. Um, like Baron Fell. And, and all of them on the Imperial side, those are great characters, dude. They're amazing oh. characters. I was debating between him and Wes Jensen. He's so good, right? I was and debating. Then, I'm still yeah, debating him. Yeah, it's, <laughs> they're so good. Uh, that's why I liked Truce and Bakuran, because you, you saw the New Republic and the Empire come together and actually realize, well, the Imperial guys that are believers, they're not so bad, you know? It's just those douchebags that are corrupt and xenophobic and everything that give the Empire a bad name, but people like Pallion, like Thrawn, like Baron Fell, those dudes are pretty chill, man. So, so, yeah, they, they kind of normalize. That, that that was also, I'm sorry, but uh, the that's they, they did a good job in the EU of normalizing the factions, like, yeah. just making them relatable and, like, giving mm-hmm. us relatable characters on all sides. Like, that was, that, and it doesn't matter what time period you pick in the EU, like you're going to be able to relate to characters on both sides. And, you know, they're really, they're not too many large, like centralized factions. Like, of course you have your Republic and you got your empire and you got your Sith empire. You got your, like, they all are there, but it's the other factions as well. Like when they start going into the Mandalorians, when they start bringing in the Hapes, like when you mm-hmm. start bringing in the, the warlords and the, the, you know, the fractured empire, like, it's uh-huh. it's like yo, this is this is this is good content. Like, yeah, 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 and and that yeah, that again, that again is is why I really want to hear Krim's thoughts on Alphabet Squadron specifically, because it's it's at a time point where like if you read the the canon comics, you know that the the rebels ended up stealing a star destroyer and kind of reclaiming yeah. it at one point. Um, and so there's this weird fundamental switch in the because they end up having to use it in the in the third book, which is not a spoiler by the way. But you know this is after Project Cinder and and all this stuff, mm-hmm. and the Empire no longer has infinite resources. So the Empire and they have to fix their their own stuff and like, you know, they were acting more like more like the rebels were at this point in time, whereas now the galaxies getting together and starting to form this new republic mm-hmm. and so like there's this weird fundamental switch and it's i don't know it's i think it's it's incredible i'll definitely have to um, check that out how many books are in that series just just uh three just three and oh. levi's levi's on my side here uh <laughs> but um yeah uh coop you uh you ready yeah okay so this is i've got a ugh, all right here's what i'm gonna do we haven't talked too much about video games, and there's a character in particular that 
for whatever reason has been left out of the conversation entirely and that is Kyle Katarn. I don't know how he managed to do that throughout this hour and a half. Um but I actually we... wasn't gonna leave him out. <laughs> I have a whole thing playing with Kyle Katarn, but go ahead. But um yeah, that would be my dude. Like I mean What's not to love about Kyle Katarn? We need more Kyle Katarn. And I yeah. personally would like to see Finn go in that direction because I saw that I thought he, they were going to go with Sangha. I mean, who didn't think that? I'm Only like, people that didn't know Kyle Katarn. Exactly. If you didn't know Kyle Katarn, then you didn't see that coming. But when I was like, oh, he's a stormtrooper. And now the next thing yeah. I see him is he's, he's a holding lightsaber. a lightsaber. And I'm like, oh, it's Kyle <gasps> Katarn. And he's black. Oh, I'm going crazy. Like, and <laughs> and and I'm yet. like, oh, that's awesome. And then we, it's yet to be seen. I hope though, with uh, but it's but. possible, it's still a possibility. It's absolutely still, still possible it's still on the table. And we I fully believe that the best part of Star Wars is the books. Personally, I would rather get it as a book than as a movie. That movie, Why not uh, book series. I will. I don't mind like a, a live action series. I don't mind a, a video game. I don't. I don't care what format you give it to me. Just give it to me. Like, <laughs> I'm not gonna complain. Uh, well, also, too, what I would like though is when he constructs his lightsaber, it to be made out of a stormtrooper blaster. Boop. That's it. Ooh. With the white. Can you imagine the, the, the white hilt? Like the yeah. yeah like you because you know his. Are you talking the, about the, the first, first order stormtrooper? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Re like repurpose it to look like a, a to so imagine like all right imagine uh like uh what's my man uh Qui Gon's lightsaber silhouette but mm-hmm. where the silver is it's white. Mm-hmm. Same, like same thing. Cool. I would like that. You just shave the the grip the pistol grip off and kind of like. Configure it a different way. Yeah. I can see or them adapting it. As could, long as they could, don't they make it like an Ezra barrel. thing. It could, no, 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 not, not like that. Like the barrel. Like take the barrel of the of the blaster and like you know just you know do your thing. Make it look like a lightsaber. Don't make it look like, like, a, like a yeah. You know yeah. yeah. I'm like that's why I said like the the Qui Gon lightsaber would be the silhouette that I would choose, but then mm-hmm. just kind of sort of change okay. the, the the color palette a little bit. Just in in, in my head canon, I, I had him like creating something that was like Corrin Horn's lightsaber. The silver that with the, the dual actuation and it and it turns purple, like I don't know. That was like I, I, I limped for that. Well my I mean my whole Off thing. of a, a speeder bike handle. <laughs> yeah. My and my whole thing with the character though, like it for me it's he, they he I want him to embrace his his pass as a stormtrooper but also like move forward and like both actually both him and and ray like i just want them to embrace who they are who they were and like understand that that's just that's integral to their their characters individually and like that's a strength it's not a weakness and like Mm -hmm. to see that like in those characters them both reflecting like you know her you know ray accepting that she is a palpatine and like also mm-hmm. still wanting to be a jedi and like because i love the the poetry like duality of that like the legacy that brought down the order has an offspring that will rebuild it like come on that's like give me that that's beautiful that's poetry and then with finn like him being a stormtrooper yeah embrace that 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 legacy like you've that cow Katorn, it's right there like just take that same storyline he's got the 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 wit and the personality 
and all of that stuff that everything that we loved about Kyle Katarn it's, it's there in the character all they have to do is just follow that story he just needs um, a little bit more lines than Ray yeah that would be nice too <laughs> a little, little bit, bit. Just, <laughs> a little, little bit more a little less Ray a little more just a little uh, but also I like too, how my oh go ahead another another one I have to shout out because it's it's Kraya but I know we're going to do another stream with old Republic stuff but like yeah I need that because for me, Kotor 2, I like Kotor 2 better than Kotor 1. And that's like a very unpopular, unpopular opinion. Unpopular opinion. But Kray is underrated. I She is so underrated because those conversations like... Kray underrated, those, Nihilus overrated. I don't think so. Screw Nihilus, I think, bro. I think Nihilus... What? Nihilus is the embodiment of the dark side. Not the Sith, but the dark side. I and I don't think I don't like I don't think they I, I think they use the character wrong in my opinion like he's maybe yeah, that's anyway that's is. a whole that's a discussion for we, another we day because Nihilus, Nihilus if you think about what Nihilus can do he is the perfect antithesis to Ray in the future but let's 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 talk about that because I have a I got a theory that like we got to do that fanfic podcast bro. I could, man I'm trying to tell you like I've got it I've got I'm here it for I'm it. thinking I'm about here for it, it brother before we move on, can I make one point about lightsabers? We, yes, we need to know Ted DeJoe's Rancor Tooth lightsaber. <laughs> yeah. They, they, so I live in Orlando, so I go to Disney all the time, and they have it now that you can, when you build your own lightsaber, you can do a Rancor Tooth. And I'm like, oh, really? that's so cool. Yeah, I was like, I'm not going to do that because I want mine to look like Jaina's, but that's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and so so I, I was just going to, you know, call well, I, I lost it. But, uh, oh, there we go. There we go. Um, so my, I always say, you know, starting to think that shows are better than books or movies. You know, we, we need longer form. We need a longer form than movies. That's why I don't want mm. certain legend stories in film because they, they're not going to work. Uh, they wouldn't work. You know, if you tried if to do Heir to the Empire, the first book would be all three movies. It would have if you try to do Bane, yeah, Path of the, the, the first Bane book. That yeah. would that the first book would be all three movies. You, you can't mm. get around it. You unless, can't. You yeah. need you need more time. You just don't have the time, and that's why I want more more stories going forward, in either TV form or book form. Now, mm. um, so I I was wasn't gonna let Kyle Katarn. This is. I'm just gonna give you guys my pitch for a video game. I apologize. <laughs> I'm getting excited. I got I gotta go with this, but I want Kyle Katarn to have existed in the Empire, and you know he's 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 a stormtrooper right now, part of a high elite squad of eight people. Right, there's two squadrons of four, really. Um, and back in the day, when the Empire is trying to take a place away from someone, and they're resisting, we just drop these people on the ground. Yeah, the shock um, but more subtle than that, I want them like in infiltrators. Uh, infiltrators, they can do political assassinations. They can destabilize a government because they know who to hit, how to hit them, who to hack electronically, uh, and you know, drop these guys behind enemy lines. Give them two months. Come back, you got the planet. That's what I want. I want. Um, I I want uh, what's it called like, again from Battlefront? We see in Battlefront Two where they're just trying to destroy stuff. I already mentioned it earlier. Um, Inferno Squad. 
No, the 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 thing that um, Palpatine's um, drones told people to do to. And anyways, I'll have him defect at that point in time. He Operation comes to Yes, Operation Cinder. So I, I want made a good point. I straight thought Winter Soldier when you said like killing people because doesn't he kill like JFK and the thing? That's true. Winter Soldier program, and I was like, that's exactly where my mind went with Hydra. <laughs> no, no, uh, but imagine he defects right. He and his crew of of his group of four defect. He got, drops in the Coruscant, um, and while he's there. The other four that didn't defect show up on a random transport, just like they used to do in the old days. And he's like, holy crap. I'm trying to lie low, but if these four are here, that means that the remnant is trying to take Coruscant. I don't know what that means. And so first he has to go and take down the other three from his squad who have like taken over different gangs or whatever like that to find out what he can about them. Then he has to take them down. I want this to be a video game. While he's doing this, if you do exploration, you can find Jedi artifacts or things like that and start to feel the force and build up your force affinity and understand that portion. That's my pitch for a video game. Um, that's, right, that's so what I need. It's I, not the force isn't necessary for it, but you can get there. I so I've got a question then for you. Since then you've read the new Thrawn novels, right? Yeah. So what if instead of him being an operative for the Empire, he's an operative for the Grisk? Don't do that. No, 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 man. Why not just for Thrawn? Because like if hear me out. Mm. That's what the Grisk are doing. That's literally their MO. That's what they do. They destabilize governments. But could That's he be exactly like... There's more mind domination than like being yeah. a group of spies. But then, you know? but then he's now like... But they can, they, can, they can still have like a militant group, an operative group that go in and do that. Like I know we, what we've gotten in the novels has been more on the political front, but you can also have that element that spec ops group that team that can go in and do the same thing uh but you know with more aggressive negotiations if you will and then that would give him connections to thrawn as well as the empire <laughs> i i see what, i i i do and I then do if like he ever met like luke then you know, ooh, that'd be interesting because then that he may it makes they would start out with a conflict you know and have to build into something else, right? Um, Possibly. I, I, yeah. No. I. I like. I think there's a lot of interesting things. Uh, that sounds like it's a whole podcast all in its own. It, it is, <laughs> and I, I don't want to steal all of the all of the time. Real quick though, my underrated character, Saba Sabatine. Uh, I love her I somebody so <laughs> much, so much, and like having this weird. Okay, A, first of all, 90s Spider-Man was my life. So finding a Jedi that was just the lizard with a lightsaber, <laughs> this was dope. Um, and then having her, because the way that she talks, you know, being a lizard is not not emotional. And you're like, aren't you supposed to show compassion or stuff? But, but she's the least likely to fall to the dark side because the emotion isn't part of it. Mm -hmm. um, and I've yeah, I find 
her species and her story, how she, she trained Leia is super interesting. I think she's super underrated. I would I we haven't seen a barbell in canon, I believe. No. Um, and I would like to see them introduced. Plus, when they have their own weird little nest underneath the Jedi Temple and they're fighting <laughs> in favor of the Jedi, like I don't I just I just love that. Um Failure Jedi is a weird series, but that's a whole side, <laughs> side topic. Um, but favorite, favorite, my favorite character is is also Jaina. So I would have to mirror everything that you said because you know all of it is 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 right. But um, in order to be different, I guess I'll say Jason, um, <laughs> mostly because of. Um, his love for his daughter, and I screw that. I'm going with his daughter, Alana, because I want. I need more stories with Alana, and she has like that pet Nexu that she's bonded with, uh, and there's visions of her on on the the Sith throne. Like I, I don't know. I I just I think we could have some amazing Alana stories. Um, uh, She'll make dogs yeah. like a punk. I mean her. Her father was a super powerful Jedi turned Sith Lord. Her mother is descended from Dathomirian witches turned Jedi. Uh, she has a pet Nexu, and I, I just think there's some cool stuff that we could that we could do with that character. Um, we definitely need to see more stories from Dathomir. Since you, you just mentioned that, like, oh my god, more give us more Force users and Force factions, and, and give bring back Sith alchemy, yes. like. Force factions for sure. Matter of fact, bring yeah. back the the red skin uh, Sith, the species. I yeah. need that to happen. And I like one of one of my biggest gripes with with uh, George was him changing Korriban to Moriban, bro. Oh my god. I, oh, bro. Moriban sounds like something that you put on your feet to to fight like uh, athlete's foot. Like it's a foot cream. <laughs> I, I, it just made me think like, uh, of Adam cringe. Sandler of like chlorophyll, more like borophyll. And you're like, <laughs> Shut and up! Like, it's a why? Oh, why would you do that? <laughs> why? Oh, but anyways, um, I I am cool with that as I don't think we need ship, um, a weird eyeball like floating around. It's it's like moist looking and stuff. Like I don't know. I'm, I'm cool with not having that. Um, but yeah, we we are Not definitely running so. Ooh, the <laughs> boss is some element seven just said the boss in the chat that would they are an interesting species. They I love that. Mm. I love that mm. in the Republic. I love them, man. That was that that, that oof. That's a good one. I will yeah, say yeah. I I wanted to take a, a step back and go back to the uh, the Athomir. I want to see Ventress in live action. I want to see her not be dead like she did in the books. I want to see her come back, and I want to see her just interact with Ahsoka and just do her own story on the side and maybe um, start up her own clan a little. Um, ugh, I can't even remember now. What are they, what are they called again? Night witches. Night sisters. God, I went. I drew a blank. But yeah, I think that would be really cool to see her. Um, see her story explored more. I, I will say, uh, well, a, I actually do love her story in Dark Disciple, and I, I thought yeah. that the end was beautiful. But um, in the canon book, uh, so so just so you guys know, yes, I've read hundred and 
33 Legends books. I've read all of canon books as well. Um, and Clone War stories of light and dark, they it just retells most of the stories, but from specific points of view. But the final story is a unique one. And it shows that there are two um, Dathomirian witches from, sorry, there's, there's a Dathomirian witch from that clan that was destroyed um, that does survive and make it on off of planet, and she finds um, a young girl to become her her new apprentice. So they kind of left open like a little door there. Uh, yeah, so I do think that's right. cool. But um, uh, to to kind of to kind of wrap up, I, I gotta ask. Um, so you now have Kathleen Kennedy's power, right? You can green light the next project that's going to happen. <laughs> um, whatever the project is, you have the stamp, you can make it happen. I got to ask, what project are you, are you making happen? That's question one. Question two is, of the projects that we know of, this could be book, movie, TV show, what are you most uh, excited and looking forward to? And then number three is if you guys have any closing thoughts and where we can find you and your content. All right. Uh, and for this one, I can't remember who I started with, so I will go to Christy to start. <laughs> okay. There's a lot of parts to this. So if I was <laughs> Kathleen Kennedy. You can, you can re re ask me if you ever get lost, so let me know. <laughs> President of Lucasfilm. <laughs> um, that would be such a toss up because I really want the Sword of the Jedi book series. I want her to say, do it. Um, I, I think with Disney Plus and having shows, I think you could bring in more, like, we could actually see, like, the new Jedi Order series play out because there's so much. But if you had it in a series with seasons, you could see it a lot better than movies. But I think I would, I would choose the books, I think. Yeah. Um, there's there's potential in that because did you see that they recently trademarked uh, Jedi Academy or Skywalker Academy? Did they really? Yeah, they filed yeah. that patent trademark. So fingers crossed. But I think if that's the, if that's where you're going, you and Kathleen might have something. You know, y'all might y'all might be cooking there. Well, <laughs> they can just hire me and I'll come up with offer ideas. That, yeah, that let's let like her do idea. it. Let's that let like Christy do idea. it. Because sometimes I think like you need a, you need a, another girl's opinion. Because then sometimes the stories get a little muddled. Absolutely. One of my favorite quotes Sebastian Stan says is, "Females get directors and producers get things done, and the story doesn't get all confused sometimes. And sometimes he feels like with men, he's like, wait, where is this going?'" <laughs> then is Kathleen Kennedy secretly a man? Because I can never figure out where she's going with any of her decisions. Oh, yikes. <laughs> just saying. Oh, man. No, that I think she just has too much on her plate because she's doing Star Wars and Indiana Jones. I she think just, she's she just let the creators create. I, I mean, she's a great executive. I mean, you know, the promotion of Dave Filoni to his position is go. exactly letting Smart creators move. create. and. Mm -hmm. And say what you will about, you know, how you feel about the sequel trilogy. A Disney Star Wars has been very successful. The brand is more profitable now than profitable, relevant, popular right now. Um, and more valuable right now. So, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I mean, I guess 
I guess it is what it is. Um, but but yeah, what? Um, but oh, sorry, going back to to Christy, I don't think you answered all. Yeah, the what were the other questions? All right, so <laughs> you you got your green light with Story of the Jedi. Um, what upcoming project are you most excited for? And then where? And then once again, where can we find you and your content? Um, I am so excited for the Lando show. I love Donald Glover. I think he portrayed him amazing. That's just my opinion. Solo wasn't, and I know some people are going to be upset that I say this, that are friends with me that are in this right now. Solo wasn't one of my favorites. It's good. Don't get me wrong. But I just, I thought Donald Glover did a great job and I'm excited to see where he goes with that character and um, what that show is going to bring. I and then feel... I watched Solo and my first thought was like this should have been a series like it would have mm -hmm. just it would have worked would have in my better. opinion way better does like, anyone know if they're gonna continue that storyline they should I, I don't have a problem with the story I, I don't have a problem no. with the actors like I just felt like the story was just truncated and there's too many to our, facets of it yeah there were too many things going on that, and it, it needed to breathe like mm -hmm. they just, like, I needed they just to... threw mole in there they threw kira there at the end you're yeah, just like what's going on like, ah, 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 what's yeah, happening story, story like, what's happening? here's another one another plot another we plot. don't need like, backstory oh for everything <laughs> what's going it, on it felt but, like but, it was like the start of the avengers franchise and we were just going to get a bunch of exactly it's like they tried to get what's going on you know but they, that being said, Levi says what he would greenlight is a solo sequel, no question. Absolutely, so. I, I wouldn't do a movie. I mean, I, would, I wasn't I the biggest fan of solo, series. but I'm I'm here for it. Do it. I don't do need a backdrop one. story. I just need to know what's going to happen next. It was yeah. a fun, lighthearted, like Make a that's solo what it was. DC plus I had, show. I enjoyed it. It was fun, and it, yeah. I think it would have worked better, like if it were a series that I could just kick back and and just relax and watch and see. What crazy adventure Han Solo was going on today? Like you know, like that's what I was looking forward yeah. to. Like he's which, going to a flying casino. Exactly. And there like, you I go. don't care where we go. Like, Red Star Destroyer. Plus, why not? Plus that means we could bring in Afra. We could bring in exactly. Yeah. There's so many other. It, it, it's it's there's potential there with the solo. Mm -hmm. So I so I think that's a good one. I think I uh, hopefully they continue that that story through Lando. Like mm -hmm. uh, I hope that's what they do. Yeah, they could and, bring Lando and Solo and just do com two separate shows that just have tie-ins like once or twice a season, like CW style, the way they did like The Flash and Supergirl and all that, mm -hmm. and Green Arrow. Just have them running concurrently, so then you have Han and Lando, they meet up, they'll go on a crazy adventure, and they go their separate ways, and you just continue to see Han doing whatever he Han, Han does, and then you have Lando doing Lando things because they're, they're kind of those wayward friends, you know. They're not yeah. always together, but when they get together, they just have some crazy adventures. So I, I think that would be really nice. To see. I would love that if you never knew who was going to end up with the Falcon at the end of the movie. <laughs> exactly. They kept hands exactly. They keep yeah. trying to steal it from oh each other. God. That'd be great. That'd be amazing. Uh, but uh, and, and then lastly, where can we find you and your content? Uh, TikTok at Twin Sun One. <laughs> Yes, and she's always cosplaying Jaina, and it's always amazing. I, I love it. I love your content. It makes me happy Thank every you. time I see it. Um, Krim, Krim, those three questions, you got the green light button. Uh, what are you most excited for coming up, and then where can we find you in any content you, you got? I'm going to do what I'm most excited for first. I'm most excited for Book of Boba Fett. I'm a huge Boba Fett fan. Um based on his storyline from the EU, as I mentioned earlier. And I think that seeing him, you know, they always, uh, George 
always said and the writers that were behind the scenes were saying that they always wanted to try and do like a godfather type of um story in star wars that really explores the underworld and yeah. the vastness across the galaxy i want to see freaking boba fett as the godfather and as sonny and as michael and doing all the things i want to see him going out there and interacting with crimson dawn with black mm-hmm. sons all of it i want to see him put down hates. freaking exactly he could do that bring in just by himself just boba out there just like master <laughs> chief just i want to see boba <laughs> take down prince Zizor. that would be mm. a game of chess that i would love to see I want to see them really show what makes Boba great and hashtag make Boba Fett great again. I think that would be amazing. Um, so Book of Boba Fett, that's my, my biggest, that's the thing I'm most excited for. And I have to say I'm tied for uh, Kenobi, those two shows. Those are going to be crazy. If I have the green light to do any project, it I mean, it would be a complete disservice if I didn't say Thrawn. Like, but I mean all of Thrawn. Any book from the EU that had to do with Thrawn, just smash them all together, make it a (laughs) five-season to nine-season show, and then bring in, you know, make it, you have flashbacks, you have uh, offshoots, you know, show Pallion, show the Imperial Remnant, get into the Warlords. I want all of it. We get the Grisk, we get Truist Yeah, Saba. I don't care. All of it. Anything that had to do with Thrawn, I want it. I want <laughs> it and I want it now. Or you're all fired except Dave and John. <laughs> that's that's that that's what I would green light for sure. <laughs> they might be doing that already. So well, yeah, but if, we'll if they see. if they're doing that already, then I'll go with the legacy of the force storyline. We'll do all of that. Give me the Mandalorians. Give me Boba Fett training Janus all over. That one. <laughs> Show it to me. And then lastly, uh, where do we find you and uh, any content you make? Um, I have not started making content yet. I've just recently even had the idea to get into the space. Uh, I've been interacting on the Den of Nerds Discord for the most part, under the according to the Sokovian handle. Um, I've been guesting on some streams lately. That's been really nice. Coop had me on a, a recent stream talking fan fiction. I am a writer. I do poetry. I do um, long-form fiction. Uh, so I do a lot of stuff like that. Um, but for now, you can just find me on the Discord of the Den of Nerds, and my channel is going to be up soon, though. I've got uh, microphone, cam, and hopefully a better computer on the way, so I'll be doing awesome. streams and bringing content to you soon. I am on YouTube, though, and according to the Sokovian, but all you'll find there is two-year-old videos of video game clips. So if <laughs> well, you feel like going through those, I have some pretty <laughs> funny ones, so feel free. Uh, well, when you got stuff uh, set up, then you know, let me know. I'll definitely have you back. You can talk about it, and uh, yeah, I, I look forward to checking it out. Oh, uh, one more thing. Quick. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I cannot. I would be criminal if I didn't ask Christy to at some before we end show us her lightsaber. I want to see the, the channel lightsaber, but yeah, that's all. I'll let Coop talk, and then I'll go grab it. All right. All right. And real quick, uh, so I got Sheev the Wise here. Uh, you know, we we know him from Sheev is just that he's just the goat. But Obi Wan and Anakin story between one episode one and two, um, which I think would be amazing because 
honest, like without without the Clone Wars, we don't have they don't have a relationship. You know, they aren't together at any point. In the Phantom Menace, uh, Obi Wan's kind of a dick, <laughs> too. Another useless like, life form. Yeah, and then you know they're together in Episode Two for a very short period of time, and then they separate. And he's super snucky, like, "Hey, Master, we came to rescue you. Good job." <laughs> <laughs> that's one of my favorite lines, though. The Jedi Quest books—that's the ones he's in, right? with Anakin when he trains them. That's why they're so good, because you see their relationship. And then you also see other Jedi questioning Anakin, like, is he okay? And Obi-Wan, you see his extent of, like, protecting Anakin with, like, Siri Tachi's apprentice, Fierce Oren, always, like, butting heads with Anakin. He's like, you have to get Anakin's emotions in check. And Obi-Wan's like, no, no, he's fine. He's fine. And it's like, no, no, he's not. (laughs) But by the way, from a certain point of view, Empire Strikes Back brought Siri Tachi in the canon, and Obi Wan talks about their hands touching in the lunchroom at the Jedi uh, Temple, <laughs> and him feeling guilty. I just kind of love it. Element Seven for him, it's between an old Republic Disney series or a High Republic Disney series. Um, and uh, oh, that's all. That's all the stream has has added for for what they would greenlight. For now, but stream. If you if there are things that you would like to green light, let me know and I'll, I'll bring it up top here. Um, but yeah, uh, what what do you what do you think? Well, if you know if Element wants to see some old Republic stuff, then he's going to like me as president or she. Um, <laughs> well, that's <I>, a guy. <laughs> okay, all right. I should have said they, but okay. Um, yes. Yeah, so yeah, I would green light immediately. Actually, as a matter of fact, I don't know if y'all saw the news today about um, Zack Snyder having the, a pitch for a uh, Kurosawa, like Seven Samurai style uh, Star Wars movie before I think The Force Awakens came out that they didn't uh, go ahead with. But what I would do, I would get Zack Snyder to work with Dave Filoni on a Hundred Year Darkness series set in the Old Republic. And let them let them together build out the mythos of the Jedi and the Sith and, you know, the origin story of that conflict. I think that would be a great series for Disney Plus. So that would be the series that I green light. Um, And then as far as what I'm looking forward to, it's definitely the Ahsoka show, uh, Book of Boba, Mando, season three. And then uh, Kenobi. I'm interested in, in see where they go with Kenobi. But Ahsoka more so than anything because I've got some ongoing theories that I've been spewing on my channel about where that show could be going. Krim uh, and I have talked about it on, on a previous stream. Um, but yeah, like I'm, I'm curious to see how this series connects to the, uh, to the Thrawn novels because that's kind of sort of what I've been speculating on. And uh, I got to shout out Normies to Nerds real quick, too. Kendall, I was on his stream yesterday talking Star Wars. Great dude. Um, you know, he should definitely continue to to do more content because he's I like his, his channel, what he's got going on over there. Um, nice. I'll definitely follow up and check out his stuff. Yeah, yeah. He's cool dude, man. Great host. Great host. Uh, but you can find me on uh, at Certified Gumbo on uh, Twitter, Twitch, 
Instagram and Facebook, and then also on YouTube at Certified Gumbo. We've got a variety of content. It's not just me. It's got a, three other hosts um, that come on and we do a show called The Cookout on Saturdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, I'm, in. I'm in. <laughs> yeah, we just and it's just we just talk about a variety of like, you know, nerdy entertainment topics like uh, Imani is the host and she picks the topics and we, we just kick back, talk to the uh, to the stream and to each other about these topics. Um, and then on uh, Fridays, I do a Bad Batch review uh, <laughs> for, for each episode at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And on Sundays, I do Star Wars Sunday and I just that's me talking Star Wars. I had Krim on the show once. Uh, love to have all of you on the show at some point in time if, if y'all are open to it um I'll, I'll just pick a topic on that star wars related and we talk star wars awesome i love it and you know normation nerds here just said green light luke and uh and ben solo see? uh that'd be cool to see see him in his in his young days um i, I would i would love you know because you know as we you know kind of flash through sequels you see him, um, you know, trying to be something he's not and hold up too much of your father's heart. By the end of it, when he actually is himself, he's just like Han, just with the, the force <laughs> and the light. I would love to see young Ben Solo as he's basically just a young, a young Han with the force. I think that would be such a cool, like, and, and maybe, you know, watching him kind of see Luke as this this giant with this legacy and you know he's named after Obi-Wan Kenobi with this this legendary legacy and his mom you know is all this stuff and and he's just like his dad and he's just like this like screw up that like I don't I, I would love to get more context so basically on like Anakin Solo <laughs> yeah he was a lot like Anakin Solo except no one that. Except no one built a weird robot uh, to try and be like him. That was super weird. Isn't there, I think there's a line in it where Han Solo is talking to Jason. He's like, I've never really got you because you're your mom. He's like, Jaina's a perfect mix of me and her mom. And Anakin is just me with a lightsaber. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I, I love that concept. Uh, I would have loved to see... Uh, Ben Solo, Kylo Ren, and the Knights of Ren be like just independent and do their like, like because the part of the last Jedi that I liked was the, you know the whole thing about get rid of the past. Like I would have liked them to just be this wrecking crew of, of Force users that if the four if the first order gets in our way, we'll we just gonna mow all them down. New Republic, whoever I don't care. Like I'm, we're doing our thing, and they're just like a force freight train running through the galaxy just wrecking stuff like that's what i i would have been like i would have been 110 percent on board with that like because we yeah, haven't I really mean, seen Jake that Slater like would have made the, the knights of ren his seven, seven samurai dude oh. i mean they could have done that but instead <laughs> it's like crazy. knights of ren who are you he who are these crazy. guys that would, it would have been like uh 300 with yeah, the Ren. Oh man, it, it would have been very long and mostly <laughs> slow motion. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I I did myself the disservice of uh, seeing pictures of all the actors who played the Knights of Ren, oh, no. and now I can't see them as anything but a boy band. Like once you see the actors, <laughs> yo, 
<laughs> they, you know that they are just a boy band that really yeah. is into K-pop. Um, Very and edgy. like that's that's all I see. That's yeah, good. But oh, go go ahead. Uh, oh, yeah, do you no, have was, any any finishing thoughts? I was gonna just piggyback off that. Like there was a, I, I I never picked it up, but there was a comic run of the Knights of Ren, and like I remember seeing the cover art because it was like black and white with them like. Man, that silhouette was sick. I was like, man, dude, I needed to see them like just wrecking stuff, like just being like total problems. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I would still, I, I mean, I would still love to see more, more stuff from them, but um, I, there's still that time. There's still that time, you know, that time is still available and open for storytelling, and that's. Absolutely. I mean, there's so much potential still with the with just the landscape of the galaxy post the sequels is, is interesting to me. Yeah. Very interesting. All right, guys. Well, it's that, that time we actually ran longer, but you guys are too engaging to talk to you. I could, couldn't <laughs> help it. Sorry. It's a, just a great topic. I love Legends and um, definitely going to have all of you guys back at some point because uh, it was a lot of fun. If you are willing for willing to come back, uh, everyone here who's been watching and hanging out, thank you guys so much. You know we love uh, love all the support. This week was was legends. Next week I'm talking canon, uh, so I am excited to jump into those books and see you know and you know, talk about what people enjoy and and didn't enjoy. Um, also, we are. For those of us that have seen Rebels, uh, this Saturday is going to be the Rebels quiz. You know, we are oh, giving away a free lightsaber um, from Level Up Lightsabers. So if you're trying to add a lightsaber to your collection, uh, it is a qualifier. Uh, it, so you don't get the lightsaber if you if you win, but the top five qualify um, for our final Star Wars quiz. Um, so I got uh, X-Core Gamer Skills. He qualified on the original trilogy one. So we've done original trilogy. We did um, Clone Wars. This one is Rebels. We, we have a few more qualifiers. And once we get everyone ready, we're going to do a big quiz that encompasses all of Star Wars. And the winner gets a free lightsaber. So it's going to be exciting. I mean, time to binge yeah. watch Rebels. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, I did when I went to Star Wars trivia. There were questions I didn't know. Like I totally forgot what Lando's droid's name was, so I just drew a picture of Lando <laughs> holding the droid crying when it dies, and I got bonus points. They didn't give me the whole point, but they gave me like half a point, and they were like, "This, this is good." So everyone oh, to know I just drew a picture. <laughs> That's awesome. I like that. I'll have to see that sometime. That was an interesting element they added into that solo story too. Be like the droid being like the computer. Yeah, part for of the, the ship. For, yeah. yeah, I was like, oh, that, that that's kind of cool. Like that. Yeah, yeah, it was. It's really cool. I do like the new droids that they've introduced. Yeah, because because three PO in the original trilogy remarks that how like just snappy the the oh, yeah. Falcon is, and it was like yeah. it's like a throwaway line, but it's it's I yeah. love that they. Picked like, up on that and was like, "Oh no, yeah, <laughs> basically." <laughs> oh man! All right, this was fun. Thank yeah, you for having me on. 
Absolutely. All right. Well, I will go ahead and shut this down. Thank you, everyone that's still with us and you guys for coming out. And may the force be with you always. Thank you for having us. Yes.